0: Hello, and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing.
1: Allie. Jen,
0: girl, what's up?
1: You know, I'm still trying to kick this cold I got.
0: I literally slept all last Saturday. The longest I was awake was an hour and 45 minutes, and that's because we were out in public.
1: I slept. Mm -hmm four days. I believe it. And now I nap and sleep like a cross between an infant and a teenager. I get that. I get that.
0: At 3pm, your brother said, Why don't you just go upstairs and stay in bed? I was like, I fucking you should have said that earlier. I would have been up there all day. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that last weekend, I would get up, I do like one thing it yeah. probably take a couple minutes. Then I would go back upstairs and lay down.
0: Absolutely. Well, at one point on Saturday, I would just wake up, eat, drink, and then just go back to sleep. At one point, I'm eating and I'm so tired. I look over and your brother is asleep on the couch. So immediately I'm like, why am I awake? We immediately went back to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. And now I wake up, you know, I always get up at five. And yeah. so I, like today, I wake up at five. I have all intentions of staying up. I make my coffee and everything, sit on the couch, napping. Wake
0: up at nine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Weirdly <laughs> enough, I woke up at four, which is late for me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. I'm awake. And I, I, I stayed asleep till four o'clock. Yay. And I was asleep. I woke up by, to my alarm telling me to take my medicine at five fifty.
1: <laughs> this this is crazy. So I'm yeah. hoping so, some more sleep, I guess. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I,
0: I want to tell you that. I said to you the other day, I'm going to tell you about a murder. We always talk about how the husband did it, blah, 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 right? And then I couldn't find the motherfucking article. I was (laughs) shitting myself. I was (laughs) shitting myself. Finally, I found where I'd saved it because I have so many things that I look under and save and send out. I finally found it. So I'm so excited. I thought I was going to have to tell you about how I fucked it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm coming today with just an update on... What we did long time ago. Okay. Um, is the Pike County murders. Okay. So Do you want to you go first? It's up to you.
0: Um, you know what? Let me tell mine first. And then I just wanna be absolutely clear. For the next two episodes after this, I'm gonna talk about serial killers who work together, but I actually had to like split it into two. Oh, all right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay, go so for this it. is one. This is one that you and I often say the husband did it, and I'll just be open now. It wasn't, it wasn't the husband. And I got this from lawandcrime.com and wwnt.com. So, Roxanne Lee Wood, she lived in Niles, Michigan, and on February twentieth, nineteen 1987, Roxanne and her husband Terry Wood went out for the night. They went to a bar. They went to a taco restaurant. They Then they go to this local bowling alley called White's Bowling Alley. And when I looked, it's like White's with a, a apostrophe. So it's like ownership. So I was like, why is it that? <laughs> yeah, It's because I, it looks like their last name was White. Oh. So Terry left the bowling alley around midnight and went home by herself. So she, she leaves the bowling alley. She goes home. Like 45 minutes later, after Roxanne leaves the building, Terry goes, okay? So like, there's just a 45-minute gap between them. When Terry comes home, He finds Roxanne in the kitchen with like major head wounds and her throat had been slit. And Ah, it would be, yeah, dude, just imagine coming home to that. Right. And it would, yeah, later determined that she'd been beat over the head with a frying pan. Okay. So Terry calls 911. The police come and she's pronounced dead. Now, the police say that they don't find any points of forced entry in the home, right? They don't, they find this sheath for a knife, but they never find the actual knife. And divers spend hours looking through near, uh, there's a Brandy Creek is nearby, and they they look for it thinking he threw it in there. They they never find it. So Terry's always a suspect through this. And authorities find it hard to believe that someone gained entry into his home and managed to kill his wife in the 45 minutes that they were separated. So her, her death's brutal, and it didn't seem like there were any missing objects for a robbery. And in 2013, an affiliate of CBS did an expose on the crime. Listing Terry as the main suspect. They're like, you know, husband, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Terry's never formally charged and he continues to live in Niles. He always claims his innocence. Now, Michigan, we don't participate in the genealogical detective work unless somebody specially allocates money for it. It's not like in our budget. Which so is Dr. ridiculous.
1: I, I just agree. Point.
0: Because I'm about to tell you, like, once, you know, the algorithm figures out what I'm looking for, they're like, here's all the other ones. I was like, we could be doing this all the fucking time so the michigan so this hurt murder was actually given that consideration so there was dna left at the scene that detectives um find viable still so the cold cases opened in august of 2020 and they go back through like 3,300 pages of documents and they have all these boxes of evidence <laughs> and the detectives begin to interview people again and roxanne's brother said that it felt strange and unreal which i was like let me give it to them it might feel strange and unreal your sister dies, you know, in the late 80s. And here they are in the 20, you know, 2020, trying to like find her murder again. Right. I get it. Students at Western Michigan University, they actually did a lot of the major lifting on the case. They digitized and organized all the paperwork that had been provided. So they're, and as they're going through the evidence, they're pointing out things they might be pertinent because now they're seeing like patterns, right? Because they're putting all the info together. And that's actually what leads to this breakthrough. So they figure out, they're like, hey, we think it might be these people, and they use DNA evidence found on Roxanne, and they matched it to DNA evidence on a cigarette that was smoked by one of the suspects, okay? So 35 years later, Roxanne's killer has been identified. His name is Patrick Gillum. He's now 67. He was arrested and charged with murder in February of 2022, and he was living at this point in South Bend, Indiana, but at the time of the murder... He lived maybe 10 miles south of Niles, and Patrick was charged with open murder, breaking and entering, and those are just the two, and he's expected to be sentenced to about 23 years in prison, and he is not an associate of the Wood's family, so of the Wood family. Wow. Yeah. Well, I figure, first I was like, 23 years, but I was like, he's 67. If they make him live out all his years, that'd be age 90. He's probably going to be dead. I'm happy with that.
1: Right, right. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to see the light of day again.
0: No, he's done for. He's done for. Because, you know, the only time in Michigan that you get put away for life is if you do first degree murder. We don't have capital punishment. We put you in jail for the rest of your life if you get convicted to first degree murder. And he was charged with open murder. And you I think you explained that one time. It's like a little bit of a vaguer charge, more of a vague charge or whatever. Open yeah. murder. Yeah. But still busted. Twenty three years. Sixty seven years old. Now they got you, bitch.
1: <laughs> and he probably pled not guilty. Oh no, no! Oh, he played.
0: Yeah, he played not guilty. Sorry, you're right. I thought he said guilty. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, played not guilty. But they busted him. They got his DNA. He lived in the area at the time. They don't know how he got in. He wasn't explaining how he got in the house. If he just knocked on the door, she opened it, and he, you know, came on in, or if he just snuck in when her back was away, or whatever.
1: Yeah, or caught her in the driveway. Yeah,
0: anything. You know, walked in with her not giving it up. I know those are the things I'm like, you know, you don't have to always force your way in. Sometimes you can just, sometimes somebody forgets to lock the door and you just open it.
1: <laughs> Thank goodness, you know, for the husband, because I can only imagine all these oh. years, people looking at him like he did it
0: under suspicion. Yeah. More than 30 years under yeah. suspicion that you've killed your, you killed your first wife, you know?
1: Yeah. All right. So an update, just right. to re- just to recap. Okay. The Wagner family was arrested in November of 2018 for the murders of eight rodin family members oh, yeah, who yeah. were killed in April 2016. And the motive was said to be for a Wagner son to gain full custody of his daughter. Yep. And then Fox 19 reported the Father, Billy Wagner, and the two sons worked on the murder plan for months before they executed it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Like split. It seemed like they split up, murdered everyone.
0: Because they went to different houses, right?
1: Yeah. It was two different houses. Yeah.
0: I remember that. And they murdered everybody in the house. Yeah.
1: So, you know, everything's been delayed. You know, with COVID and, you know, just trying to get the trial together, all the evidence and whatnot. It's supposed to be the most expensive case that's happened in that county. Okay. Jesus. I I believe it. Because
0: it was pretty involved, you know what I mean?
1: Yep. So we have the mother, the father, and the two sons who were arrested. Okay. The first son, Edward. Edward pled guilty to the murders in April of 2021. He pled guilty to eight counts of aggravated murder, conspiracy, burglary, evidence tampering and gun charges. Whoa. In his plea, he agreed to a life sentence without parole, no death penalty. And he'll testify against his family members and give, and he gave prosecution the location of the vehicles and weapons used in the murder.
0: Now, this happened in Ohio, right?
1: Yep. Does Ohio have the death penalty? Yes.
0: Okay, because I was wondering, like, what did they give him in exchange for saying everything? Because he's in jail for the rest of his life without a chance of ever getting out. So they must have said, we can kill you or you can tell us what happened.
1: Right, yep. (laughs) Okay. And so then the mother, uh, Angela she pled guilty to the murders in September, 2021. Oh. She pled guilty to conspiracy to commit aggravated murder, aggravated burglary evidence tampering. And Fox 19 reported that with the plea, eight additional counts of aggravated murder were dismissed. And she too will testify against the other family members. Ooh. Her sentence recommendation is 30 years with no death penalty. Oh, no shit. Now, the father and the other son, George, they both have not been, they have not pleaded and they're going to go to trial. So Billy, the father, had his pretrial hearing in February of 2022 of this year. And the judge set his trial date for August 2022. Okay. George, George, the final son, charged um, had a hearing for the charge dismissal in December 2021 because he's like, "Hey, I didn't shoot anybody." With Edward and Angela's confessions, mm-hmm. it had by his defense attorney argued proved that George didn't shoot and kill anybody. But the prosecutor said, no, like we can't say that for sure. Okay. So the judge disagreed just like the prosecution did. And he will stand trial with the death penalty as an option for sentencing. And in March of this year, there was a motion hearing where his attorneys tried to get the judge to release and seal the pretrial transcripts of all 350 witnesses that testified during a grand jury in 2018. And so usually these are you know, the defense doesn't get to see these. Yeah. So the judge denied this. Andy actually went on to say that the Supreme Court already ruled. They must have filed something oh. with the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled that the defense wasn't entitled to the information. Yeah. So George was, in, you know, at the time of his arrest, indicted on a total of 22 charges. And his trial will also begin in August of 22, this year. Dang. Which... You know, now you know, you know, your, your wife and mother and then your son and your brother are going to testify against you. Yes. It's over.
0: It is so over. It is so over. You might as well just say goodbye now.
1: And I remember when we did the story originally, the two grandmothers were, they were charged with something. Like, they had an ankle monitor and whatnot, but I couldn't find anything on them. I thought, yeah, weren't
0: the grandmothers eventually let go or something? I was. They must have been. Okay, so I was trying to see, because I know that you had covered the rodent family murders before. So I was like, um, let me see, you know, when the first time you mentioned it. So the first time you did the Roden family slaughter, it's an episode 20 that came out. And if we, just so you know, we're in the over a hundred now. It's, it came out on February fifteenth of twenty nineteen? You did an update August sixteenth, at episode forty six. Then you did another update in August of fourteen of the next year, episode ninety one. Jeez, that's how long not- that's how long you've been invested with these people. Like this was major.
1: I just I think it's crazy, and I don't think there should have been any plea. They all should have got the death penalty.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, they slaughtered an entire family. Like, Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, well, well, I'll be watching in August. You'll hear more. Yeah,
0: so say August seems to be your update time. Twice it was August. (laughs) (laughs) And so for my next one, I'm going to do this dude who's a serial killer who is currently out on parole. And I found out about it by watching a TikTok, and I sent you the video and the video just says his name. She said, you know, look up Brent Coster. He's a serial killer in Michigan that's currently out on parole. And um, he uh, I tried to put up a video about him and they had they had to take it down for bullying. So, you know, go look him up yourself. And so I did. I thought it was
1: hilarious when they took it down for bullying. absolutely so there she's like go look it up for yourself i'm like all right i'll do it (laughs) uh next time i'm coming with the disappearance oh with the with a with a twist that i can't tell you because it just blew my mind oh sweet sweet
0: can't wait all right cool i'll talk to you later all right bye, bye